Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Many have come to know the Saugatuck Douglas area is a place for the arts, but you'll also enjoy this quaint region for outdoor dining and entertainment. Munising has become a kayaking mecca and the area is perfect as a getaway from the norm. Ludington is a pure pick for summer relaxation and it's time to go camping at one of Michigan's nearly 200,000 campsites. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan from the beautiful Summit Room at Mission Point Resort on the one and only Mackinac Island. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and it's sure a pleasure of mine to be back with you again today as we talk about traveling our beautiful state. And man, you know, summer's here. People are starting to get out. They've had those vaccinations, and there's this whole new renewed freedom feeling that everybody is having. So it's great to see things all opened up again and, and so that we can enjoy all the things we should be enjoying, including uh, our first destination we're going to learn about today. Let's bring in Lisa Mize. Lisa is the executive director of the Saugatuck Douglas Convention and Visitors Bureau. So Lisa, it's great to have you on the program. I can't wait to check out Saugatuck Douglas. I just haven't been there in too long. You need to get down here then, David. It's true. It's a wonderful, wonderful place in the summertime, as is the spring and the fall, but summer is pretty special here. Yeah, it sure is. Well, um, you know, it's one of those beautiful little beach towns that's just kind of scattered up and up the coast of uh, Lake Michigan's shoreline here in Michigan. And I have been told by so many people who come to the state that as they go to these various communities all along the lakeshore, they're always impressed with the beauty, of course, but also the friendly nature of the community. And that's one of the first things I think about when I think about Saugatuck Douglas. Mm-hmm. I've heard that too. Um, guests come in the, the office here and talk about how friendly everybody is, how welcoming they are, how helpful everybody is. Um, it's it's a really special place. Uh, we were just voted, I'm not sure that you know this, but Midwest Living's Best of the Midwest, uh, Best Beach Town. I did hear that. Yeah. Well, and you know, the thing is, you guys should be used to that by now. I can't tell you how many times I've heard, you know, the beach being the, the best beach and, you know, UST, uh, USA Today or whatever it is. There are so many of these these polls out there and, and everybody always says great things about Saugatuck Douglas. But luckily, so do real travelers. So when they uh, when they come to the Saugatuck Douglas area uh, this summer, one of the things that's pretty new one of the very few things that's good that came out of COVID is this new social district craze that's going all around Michigan. So uh, you have one in Douglas, right? We do. Douglas just started their social district last weekend, and it's a really nice um, addition to the summer season, especially because the restaurants are still at 50% capacity. And so people have to put their names in and then wait. And what better way than to grab a drink from that restaurant in a, in a cup that has a special sticker on it, you can't bring your own, 
uh, and then walk around the shops. The many of the shops are participating, meaning they will let you walk into the shop with your special social mm. district drink. Nice. Uh, and then you've got a way to pass the time and see some wonderful art or go shopping while you wait for your table. That sounds so great. And, and you know, it's about time for that. Uh, for many years, uh, people were telling me that, uh, you know, they were used to going to a place like Vegas where you can, you know, walk around with drinks and, you know, whatever. And they were asking, why not here? Well, you know, we, we had to go through some very difficult times to realize that that is an important thing for people to be outside, to be able to kind of roam around a little bit in a, a small zone and really enjoy each other's company. So I, uh, I agree. looking forward it's, to it. Yeah, we are. Um, it's a very promising feature to add. And they've, they've got, you know, two to three blocks up and down the sidewalks and the shops to look at. Plus, Douglas has Wade's Bayou, which is the river. It's the Kalamazoo River and Kalamazoo Lake. So you can wander down that way and just have a really nice time staring out at the water while you wait for your table. I've done some kayaking and some stand-up boarding in that area, and oh, you, you might yeah, you might be surprised to hear that only because when people think about Saugatuck Douglas, they think about this very arts-friendly town. But um, I think, unfortunately, uh, most people think about only the downtown. But it's you know it's a bigger area than just the little downtown areas. There's so much more um, besides downtown Saugatuck, downtown Douglas, but we reach out into the Fenville area as well with the wineries and the cideries and the breweries. Uh, it's a wonderful place. Biking is huge here. So people come and ask for maps for the bike trails. Um, and then something new that we've put out this year is a brand new hiking trails map. So many people know about the Saugatuck Dune State Park and all the wonderful trails that all lead back to Lake Michigan. Oh, yeah. But this map also includes lesser known trails that um, the average tourist or guest may not be aware of. And they're beautiful. There's oh, one nice. called the Crow's Nest, and the view when you get to the turnaround point is to die for. It's just really special. Oh, it's such a cool place. And we only have about a minute, uh, Lisa, but uh, let's talk about those downtown experiences because they, I mean, so many cute little shops, nice yeah. restaurants, just a great place. Saugatuck and Douglas uh, both have some wonderful little boutique shopping experiences for people, um, stores that you're not going to find anyplace else. Uh, you won't find chain stores here. So they're, most are all locally owned shops, wonderful little gift stores, clothing, and the restaurants are amazing. We have award-winning chefs in our area, um, and it's, it's just a mecca for culinary taste buds. It's just, it's, I, I can't uh, say enough about it. I know, I know, I, I feel the same way. Well, one of the other things I love about the area is, yeah, you do have some chain hotels, but a lot of your hotels are, are smaller, they're more intimate, and they're not the big chain hotels. So Correct. you have that, the, you know, the quaint um, type of, like a B&B &B type of experience, and then uh, you get those, those cool little shops. So you feel like you're in a teeny little town which mm -hmm. you kind of are, but you have all yeah. these really big city amenities that are really special right. too. So. Right, a lot of the lodging is super special because, um, again, locally owned and they've been here a long time, but they've remained updated. Uh, so it's, it's an experience just to stay in one of the bed and breakfasts or the vacation rentals or the hotels, motels. True, well, it's the... Really um, experience. Can't wait for my next visit. Uh, the website is sagatuck.com. And our thanks to Lisa Mize for being with us today. We're going to head to Munising next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org.
It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan at Mission Point Resort on beautiful Mackinac Island. And let me tell you, man, oh man, are we so blessed to have these beautiful spaces to visit. I hope you do get out there this summer and, you know, get back to normalcy because we're ready, aren't we? We're ready to get out there and travel. And uh, I can tell you from the little bit I've been able to get out, I am loving it. So I'm recommending you do the same. Maybe check out Mission Point Resort and Mackinac Island as part of your trip. And then if you're in the lower peninsula, just keep on going north. Uh, get back on the mainland first. You know, cross that bridge one way or the other. And then go a little bit farther north and west to the Munising area. Uh, this is the place where you're going to find the one and only pictured Rocks National Lakeshore and so much more. And to learn all about that, let's bring in Tom Delosky. Tom is the COO of... I've lost the count of, of which companies, because um, you, you're you an entrepreneur and still a young guy. I'm so impressed with all the things you've done. So COO of which, which company, Tom? That title would be Deployed Technologies. Deployed Technologies. There you go. Uh, and of course, you, you've, had, you've had such an interesting uh, young life so far because of your uh, tech background. You... Uh, I guess as I would describe it, you uh, happen to be involved in a field which has seen explosive growth. You've done a great job there. But then meanwhile, you've come back to Munising. You've uh, developed a whole bunch of really cool things there for both the locals and visitors. And we're going to get into that a little bit. But first, I love how you are getting outside all the time with your young kids, showing them the beauty of nature in that spectacular place. Why don't you talk a little bit about the Munising area, what you most love about it, and uh, and how you, you introduce the outdoors to your kids. Sure. Um, you know, the big thing for me was making sure that, I don't know, my kids kind of grew up like I did. I, I grew up really close to my grandfather, um, gave me great exposure to the outdoors, everything from hunting, fishing, to preservation, conservation. Um, I think he wanted me to work uh, in the DNR, which I think would have been great. But, you know, for me, it's, I think it heads into building, building an ecosystem that while I don't want to control and dictate what my children do, maybe builds a draw for them to stay here. Um, and, and that's really what we're working toward. Obviously, I want them to travel and see the, see the world and, and have great experiences. But there's a, there's a part of me, I was gone for 11 years, you know, Air Force mm -hmm. at 17. <laughs> Um, did four years in the Air Force and then stayed in the, the panhandle of Florida for a while, lived in California, Manhattan, South Florida, even the Caribbean. Um, and I missed out on on some final years with people I was very close to up here. And I love that I traveled. I love that I got to see things. And it really bothers me that I missed a lot of quality time with family. So I don't know what the answer is to all of that, but somewhere within it, I hope that it means me doing more adventurous and fun things with my children as they get older. Well, you know, I, you know I, I just think that is so impressive that um, you have been out there. And, and I always recommend people travel the world. It's, it's a healthy thing. The more we get out there, number one, we find out that, hey, people might look different, sound different, but we're all the same in the deep, you know, important, most essential parts of life in that way. But, man, we have a beautiful place to live here, and it helps to build that appreciation of where we live as well. So you've experienced that. You've come back to Munising, um, and I know you're you're always out there. You're a talented photographer, and you find the best places and the best photos. How, how do you? I mean, how do you find um, 
you know, those, those places where you get the northern lights and the dark skies, do you just know where they are? Or are they somehow promoted in the area? Well, we certainly promote them, you know, from our, our perspective and the experiences that we've gained over the years. Any, any photographer will tell you, you know, I'm good friends with Neil Weaver and Aubrietta Hope and people that are, you know, they contribute and they, they love the Pure Michigan effort. Um, and it's trial and error, almost all of it. But then in that moment, I think it's just an awareness and, a, and a, a perception to looking at things for what they truly are. You know, for me, for me, I've always been friends with some fantastic photographers. In fact, Steve Tracy, um, one of my best friends that I named our, our restaurant Tracy's after, and I would have this conversation sitting out in, in various locations doing photo shoots, you know, the Paradise Point Christmas before it closed. And... It's, it's just a perspective to not make the photograph, not, not try to overwork it and overthink it and take your time and perceive what you can do. And I guess I can't say that I've gotten lucky with it having, you know, hundreds of thousands of images sitting in my Google Drive and a bunch that are now printed on the wall, but I still feel lucky for having the opportunity to, um, to take a lot of the pictures that I did. Yeah, well, you, you do have beautiful pictures. And one of the places that you can see those wonderful images of the Munising area, the, the UP, is at your family's hotel that you and your wife and your, I think your brother and sister, if I remember right, um, put together. And it's, it's a marvelous hotel in Munising, a um, little boutique place. And as you walk down the corridor, as you go into the rooms, everywhere you see these beautiful images, big and bold. Tell us about Rome Hotel. So, uh, so Romian was, you know, it was a play on our adventure brand, our, our experiential tourism brand that we had for several years prior. Romian came from me running my mouth, actually. Um, <laughs> I, I was giving my real estate agent a hard time because I saw, now keep in mind, this wasn't um, real estate 2021. This was real estate 2010-ish. Right. Um, you know, where you, you say, hey, why is your... Why is your sign not even standing up in front of that property you have for sale? And it was back when, frankly, because nothing was selling. And I was I was told coming off my city, second city commission term that if I wanted to make a difference, I should just do something about it. So my actually my business partner, Darren Hubbard, was a very good friend of mine. Have been close to him for 15 or so years when I left Florida. We started Deployed Technologies together. He's the CEO and the owner of it. Um, We've, we've got just amazing experience and exposure to the best luxury hotel brands on the planet. And we've been fortunate enough to do all of their technology designs and systems designs and install install the systems, support them. Um, long story short, a lot of experience came from that global exposure to luxury travel. Sure. And we decided to buy an old um, nursing home, go way over budget on it. And <laughs> Ended up with 18 rooms and a five-star um, casual fine dining restaurant. And, you know, I'm not going to say the rest is history because we're still making it. But, man, it has been one heck of a ride. Well, it's, it's a beautiful place. And uh, I can just tell you, if you're going to look for a, a really cool 
housing experience, a stayover experience, look for Rome in R-O-A-M-N, in Munising. You're going to love it if you can get a room. So do it in advance, book in advance, and check that out. You mentioned the restaurant. That's also spectacular. But because of time, let's get into some of the other projects that you have in town. You have this really cool burger place called, is it called A Burger? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I called it A Burger. Yeah, A. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a UP thing. And great food. It's right there on the main drag of downtown, right where you would go down to the Pictured Rocks um, shore uh, tour, boat tour. So check that out. I also want to ask you, though, about what is the coffee shop called? Gallery Coffee Company. Gallery Coffee Company. So kind of on that same road, just um, you know, going the other direction from the shoreline, going south, I guess it would be. Yep. And uh, you've taken this big, beautiful building and made it much more beautiful, again, with these tremendous images all over the place, great coffee, and it's an event space as well, right? Yeah, we've, you know, we've hosted events and concerts there. Um, it's a really great venue for live music. We've had some private events there, although not many with, you know, the last year that we've all gone through. Um, but I do think, looking forward, that Gallery Coffee Company is going to become a really great experience as an event venue. Well, I love the fact that uh, you've uh, provided that space for some of the community events. Uh, I was up there for an um, ice climbing festival event. Um, it, it was fantastic. What a, what a tremendous place. I mean it. Everything you guys are doing, I love. Keep it going. And uh, folks, you need to check it out. It starts with the Rome Inn in Munising. You can find more information about the whole area uh, at the website munising.org. And our thanks to Tom Delaski from the Munising area for being with us today. We're gonna head to the Ludington area next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, coming to you from beautiful Mission Point Resort on Mackinac Island. The one and only, I just have to tell you, if you have an opportunity to get to Mackinac Island this summer, you really need to do so. And make sure to check out Mission Point Resort. You know, all the hotels here are great, uh, but more, they've, they've, they've really invested big time into the Mission Point experience. So check it out and then make sure to, to head over to Mackinac this summer. You'll really love it. It's just such a beautiful place. But, you know, we have beautiful places all around Michigan. That's that's the thing about pure Michigan. We're so blessed to have this four-season environment and really neat places to visit. Uh, big towns, small towns, everything in between. And one of them we're going to talk about next is uh, one of my favorites. I have very good memories of visiting Ludington as a kid. You know, one of the um, the beautiful little beach towns along the Lake Michigan shoreline uh, in the Lower Peninsula. But as a kid, we would um, take our little creek camper. We'd either go to Ludington or Pentwater each summer. And Ludington, uh, boy, so many great memories. We're going to tell you why you should consider heading there this summer. Let's bring in Kim Skelton. She is the spokesperson for Pure Ludington. They're the Visitors Bureau of the Ludington area. Kim, uh, I'm glad uh, we got yes. to talk to you. 
Thanks, Dave. I'm happy to be here to talk about beautiful Pure Ludington. You, uh, you really have a community to be very proud of. Uh, one of those uh, really neat little beach towns, as I mentioned. You know, the thing is, all of those cute little towns along the shoreline have a different character, uh, a different feel. And when I think of Ludington, I always think of the fact that you have this, this really rich maritime story to tell. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Ludington as it relates to the maritime experience? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, I mean, really, we are all about the water. That's that's um, that's the key draw here. Um, we're all about, but we also have beautiful woods and forests too, with the Manistee um, National Forest nearby. So um, we have a perfect blend of woods and water. Um, and I also would say we're easy to get to. We're an hour and a half um, from Grand Rapids, four hours from Detroit via freeway. So it's an easy, quick drive. Um, but we we have this beautiful proximity right on Lake Michigan. Um, we, you know, we were founded as a lumber heritage lumber town, so that's that's how we our roots. <laughs> People came here to to harvest uh, the lumber, and and over time, it really, it evolved into everything from salt mining to commercial fishing to uh, life saving station and coast guard. So we have a really rich history, multifaceted, and also the car ferry history. We were the car capital, uh, car ferry capital of the world, rather um, back. Back in the day. So a lot of people know us for the SS Badger, which is the last coal-fired steamship um, in the United States, but there were there was a whole fleet of them um, you know, back in the day. So um, really, our orientation to the water is so much about our story, and, and the attractions that we offer obviously relate to that as well. So Yeah. It, it, well, it's, it's really neat to uh, visit the shoreline, uh, the beautiful beaches there. I mentioned the state park. We should probably talk yeah, a yeah. little bit about that sure. because it has yeah. a kind of unique feature to it. It, it has... It's basically on Lake Michigan, but it's also on another lake. There are little islands there with really beautiful, fun trails. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ludington State Park is is sort of the crown jewel, and I hate to say it, but I would like to say of the whole state park system, but I know there are other great state parks, but it's definitely one of the most popular. Um, it's it's probably got the most campers uh, annually just by the volume uh, that visit, but it is um, 5,300 acres, 25 miles of trails, um, two lakes, um, three campgrounds, um, everything from modern hookup campgrounds to primitive campgrounds where you can hike in the woods and set up your tent and feel like you're the only one on earth. Um, and, and there's also Big Salva Point Lighthouse, which is right on um, on the grounds of Ludington State Park. It's a, it's a beautiful black and white striped, you know, iconic lighthouse, one of the oldest, one of the tallest um, on Lake Michigan. And it is uh, accessible only by a two-mile trail. So it's even uh, kind of fun. part of the fun is getting to it. So um, our lighthouses are, are very popular, and I'm happy to say that they're open again this year for tower climbs. That was something we had to cancel during um, 2020. So we're all back, and everything's you know business as usual um, with safety precautions in place, of course. So yes, Ludington State Park is probably the number one um, uh, destination when people visit Ludington. So you don't have to camp there. You can just come in as a day visitor um, and hike the trails, have a picnic. Um, you can even and rent a boat at the um, at Hamlin Beach. There's a, a concession where you can get a stand-up paddleboard or a kayak or canoe. We've also got a, a slow-moving river, um, the Sable River, that goes right out to Lake Michigan. If somebody wants to float down on an inner tube, um, just kind of lays away the day. That's another great way to enjoy Ludington State Park. So there's just a, a lot of, of variety out there, and, and I highly recommend adding it to any any visit to Ludington. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And now you mentioned uh, the car ferry service. The Badger still yeah, goes yeah. back and forth to Manitowoc and back. Uh, did, did they take both trips every day? 
Uh, they are we're, right now. We're doing one crossing daily. That's one change since COVID, so everything can be kind of sanitized and taken care of overnight. There may be a time where they put the second uh, crossing back on the schedule, but right now it's a single crossing a day, um, and that is really special. Um, it's a four-hour crossing um, across Lake Michigan. It's um, US 10. Actually, um, the, the the freeway route is considered. Um, it goes over the water, so the boat is part of a highway system, which is pretty neat. Um, and um, you can also, a neat thing people don't always realize is if you don't want to commit to the four-hour crossing, you can also do a shoreline cruise. So if you go to ssbadger.com, they have shoreline cruises for, you know, just maybe three times in the summer where it's just for a couple of hours. You can go out um, around sunset time and just go up and down uh, Ludington shoreline. And that's a neat way to get the whole feel um, without as much of a time commitment. So yeah. that's, that's a great experience. And, and I highly recommend it. I have done that. I've also gone on the crossing just to come back. And when you're yeah. out there in the middle of Lake Michigan, you can't see anything but water. And yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. you could just imagine what it was like back in the day on those old ships on the ocean, yeah. because yeah. that is kind of how it feels. It's it's a yes. it's a piece of history um, that yeah. gets yeah. to float back and forth every day. So check really that out. Good. Now, of course, yeah. when you're in that kind of that Badger region, uh, you're down on the waterfront, obviously, yep. and you have yeah. this beautiful park down there with all these sculptures. Yes. Tell us about those sculptures. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool thing. Yes. Yeah. So um, that is um, Waterfront Park and Sculpture Park. And we have over 20 sculptures. Actually, I think it's like 29 on what is called uh, the Mason County Cultural Trail. We have a sculpture trail as one of the five cultural trails um, in our county. And that the the most of them um, are in Waterfront Park. And it's just a really neat way to walk along the water and these beautiful bronze statues. And each one tells a bit of uh, Mason County's history. Um, so, you know, from the, the the maritime side to the agricultural side, you know, because we're also kind of a fruit belt. Um, so there's, um, you know, a nod to that um, and to, you know, Epworth Heights. Um, and so there's just, it's a fun way to sort of walk through history, if you will. And if you like art and sculpture, it's a visual representation of, of, of Ludington and Mason's history, which is really special. I love the fact that you have a... Um... Uh, sculpture of a baseball player. I'm a big baseball fan. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and of course, my good friend, Dr. Bill Anderson, had something to do with that and yes. with yes. Uh, White Pine Village and the Sports yes. Hall of Fame. And last, I think it was early fall, uh, Bill invited me up and uh, we took a tour of the Sports Hall of Fame. I want to talk about both that and uh, that White Pine Village. Tell us a little bit about both sure. of yeah, so Historic White Pine Village is um, part of the um, Mason County Historical Society's properties, along with the Port of Ludington Maritime Museum. So they're kind of their two museums. But White Pine Village is um, a, a village museum, if you will. So there's over 20 buildings from all across Mason County's you know history that have been moved to this site to kind of replicate what what it would feel like in the early days of Mason County. So you everything from a blacksmith shop to a sawmill. There's a lumber mill there. Um, um, to a chapel, to the school, a trapper's cabin. So it's really meant to give you that slice of life of what times were like here in, in Mason County in the early days. Um, and, you know, certain weekends, there's there's a number of events um, happening out there, too. So there's certain times where the docents are, are, are dressed in period clothing and um, there's, you know, a little more activity going on. Um, there's a, There are a couple of new exhibits out there. The um, There's the, the sports, um, there's a new sports exhibit, um, which uh, you you were um, you were talking about baseball, and that's a really wonderful exhibit. Um, and um, we've got even, like, 
like the Scottville Clown Band has their museum of music. Um, so if you want to learn about the Scottville Clown Band, which is kind of a, a renowned piece of Michigan history, um, and, and they have their own exhibit. So it's it's really a, ne- a neat way to, to understand further this part of Michigan and its, and its history and its past. Oh, it's really cool. In fact, I have uh, had the pleasure of getting to know a lot of those Scottville clown band members and uh, so they're a lot of fun but believe me they are real musicians as well they're yes, very fit. absolutely well, they do it's a lot of fun well uh kim That's we're going to run out of time here um yeah. but uh i do want to um you know make a pitch for your special events because luckily they're back and of course fourth yes. of july and, and all that and yes, a lot of yes. communities able to say um fourth of july is back but you have a lot of yes, others yes. that are uh, in the lineup for later this summer, into the fall. And so for more information, people should go to that website. The website is pureluddington.com. That's pureluddington.com. And my thanks to Kim Skeltis for being with us today from Pure Luddington's Visitors Bureau. You know, Luddington, as we heard, it's a great place to go camping. We're gonna find out other places to go camping next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, still right here in the Summit Room at Mission Point Resort on beautiful Mackinac Island. And let me tell you, what a view I have today. My my friend Bill Sheffer from MARVAC, Michigan Association of Recreational Vehicles and Campgrounds, unfortunately is looking towards me, so he's looking at a wall. But behind you, Bill, oh my, what oh. a view. We've been here long enough now, David, to kind of take in some of that view, and it is beautiful. Isn't it something? Now, I know, you know, camping and RV vehicles, uh, not a big thing on Mackinac Island. <laughs> no, even, but... You know, so even though this is a big state park yeah. land area, not a camping place, but look at the rest of the state. Look how much camping opportunities we have. Oh, I know. We've got over 160,000 campsites in the state of Michigan, from our state parks to private campgrounds into uh, any opportunity, church camps. There's a lot of people that have that opportunity too. So, um, you know, with the number of RVs that we have in the state of Michigan and the, what we've sold even during the pandemic has been just outstanding and extremely surprising to say the least. Isn't it so interesting that even before the pandemic, we could really sense and see a recovery of discovering the outdoor and specifically for camping. It, it's, it seems to me, am I right, maybe about the last five years, people have kind of rediscovered camping? Well, families have discovered that they can go together and be together and be outdoors and do all the things that they want to do as a family. The COVID coronavirus even expanded that because now mm-hmm. we were self-quarantined. During the pandemic, we had people camping, you know, and the campgrounds took especially care of, of their campgrounds, making sure they were safe and able used. Yeah, I know we've all appreciated it so much. And you know, I'm really happy you bring up the public or the private campgrounds because I'm always asked and sometimes challenged with, you know, why are you promoting camping when all the quote unquote good spaces are are already taken? So first off, my answer always is we have over a hundred state parks here and a lot of camping opportunities, uh, but uh, don't forget about those private campgrounds as well. Yeah. And it's a matter of of uh, discovery. You have to get out there and you have to look around. And I think a lot of people, when they go camping, uh, they find the place or the campsite that they're at. But then 
they're better off to go out and start looking around in the area to say that the next time we come here, let's try this place. And, and surprisingly, there's so many. Now, the, not all of them are members of MARVAC, but there are good numbers of, of campgrounds that are members up in the Upper Peninsula. That's another whole area that people just need to get adventurous and go across the bridge and go up there with their RVs and, and talk about beautiful places to camp. There are some fantastic spots. Really, you know, I've only stayed in state campgrounds in the Upper Peninsula until last year. It may have been at, uh, because of your advice uh, or one of your colleagues who suggested I check out Rippling River Campground in Marquette. Wow, what a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, you know, those are those hidden gems that we don't always think about when we're planning our camping trips. You know, I still believe that it's, it's affordable, it's um, economical in one sense to be able to travel. It sounds like, you know, with the gas prices the way they are, we, we kind of look past that because again, I've always reminded you, David, we don't drive our RVs to work every day. This is a special time, this is a vacation. You know, it's like buying an airplane ticket. You're going yeah. there and coming back. So you just kind of factor that into the economics of your family uh, plan. I have seen so many RVs on the road uh, recently too. It's, it's obvious people are getting out there. So what are the RVs that are selling today? Are they mostly kind of the Class Cs, the really big units, or kind of those smaller little teardrop ones? We still remain about 10% of all, all RVs sold in Michigan being motorized. So that would be the A's and the C's and the B's. Um, the B's have been pretty popular. Now, that's the one that looks like an oversized van. Yeah. And, uh, you know, our friend Mike Wendland, he does, he and his wife do that. Uh, and they've gone all over the country with theirs. But um, it's just a choice. You know, how do you want to live when you're on the road? But travel trailers and fifth wheels and folding tent campers still make up the majority of our RVs here in Michigan. Well, I had never really looked inside one of those Class B's. Kind of like you say, the kind of the bigger, like... It's like a van, a little bit higher usually, mm -hmm, maybe mm -hmm. a slightly a little bit longer. Standing but it's not, room. yeah, but it's not one of those, you know, uh, like Class C's that are kind of like a big rectangle on the road. Yes. Uh, which still easy to, easy to operate. I've yeah. done it. Yeah. But I have to tell you, I was so impressed at how smart the design in that kind of van unit. They've used every little bit of space um, to really maximize the opportunity. Yep. It looked really comfortable. I thought it I mean, it, they did a fantastic job, whoever made that van. Yeah. I just thought it was a really cool way to travel. And some of the high-end companies, like Airstream makes one. You know, you think about them, and they're, you know, at the top of the line as far as uh, travel trailers mm -hmm. are concerned. But, yeah, there's some beautiful units that are out there. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, trying to get a little uh, camping in this summer. Uh, we still do the uh, the old-fashioned uh, tent mm -hmm. camping and, and love it because yeah. I really am more into kind of that rustic experience. Um, I've had a lot of people ask me recently about, um, you know, kind of like just going out there in the forest. Mm -hmm. So I don't know the rules. I always tell them, well, of course, if you're going to go and use one of the, the National Forest campgrounds, make sure you're registering in advance. You check with them uh, because you still are not encouraged just to go out in the wilderness. Uh, then they know exactly where you are. Um, they know you're going to be responsible with everything. Because, hey, whenever we're dealing with fire or anything like that, yep. man, oh, man, especially in a dry season like yep. we've had. Yep. And experienced campers know that. But you also have that ability to do that with the state forest campgrounds. If you, It's not the state parks, but it's the state forest campgrounds. It's more wilderness-like, and it's uh, easy to get to, and there's designated spots. It's not, 
You know, it doesn't have the fancy electrical or anything. It's pretty primitive, but it gives you the chance to do what you want to do. Something that you generally don't talk about uh, with the uh, rustic campground experience, and that is, uh, you know, when you go into one of these places, you sometimes need to go at one of these places. So, you know, basically, you know, I hope people can remember that rule. What goes in comes back out. Yep. You know, take only, you know, pictures, leave only footprints. Because last year during COVID, unfortunately, we've, there's a, it's a good thing. We've had all these new campers, mm -hmm. but the bad thing is they don't know proper etiquette. Yep. And unfortunately, we have a lot of trash out there yep. right now. We're trying to clean that up. People need to go on the internet. They need to ch check what they ha where they're going and what they're gonna do and see what the rules and regulations are for that particular area. And then follow the rules. Just follow the rules. You'll have a great experience. You'll love being out there with your family. And those are memories you'll never ever forget. Yeah, well, I think that's the rule with um, any kind of camping. Uh, like for instance, a few years ago, I uh, and my uh, wife and our friends took a Class C uh, RV. We went all the way up to McLean State Park in the mm -hmm. Upper Peninsula, mm -hmm. over in the you know Porky areas, in the far western UP. Now we had never done this before, so we were a little intimidated. I talked to you, got some ideas from you did go to your website. Mm -hmm. And then I also went to, I think it was General RV that we had yep. uh, rented from. And then uh, when we went to pick up the vehicle, they gave us a little 101 training on, you know, the various things, the hookups yep. and whatever, and how to do all that sure. stuff. And once you figure it out, you're really set just for an enjoyable experience. Yep. Although I did have to talk to a local Uber on how to get the uh, blinds down or the, uh, the awning down. Yes. Because we couldn't figure <laughs> that one out. But there's, that's the beautiful part about going to a campground. There are going to be a hundred experts yeah. around you that are going to give you every tip and every idea and make it your life almost over over educated. Yeah, it was it was so cool for us. We had actually pulled into a campground just in kind of the Ishpeming area yeah. that night. Uh, we we pull in, we kind of you know figure out how to where to go, and uh, uh, a fella was next door and he kind of yelled over, "You just missed a couple of moose." <laughs> it walked through, and then he saw we were having problems, so he kind of came over and helped us out. Yeah. That's the neat thing about yeah. traveling. Yeah. You see beautiful places when yeah. you're camping and really friendly people. Yes, yeah. So, hey, uh, Bill, what's the website for people to get more uh, information? Right now, it's uh, www.michiganrvandcampgrounds.com or .org, and that's the best way to get there. It'll give you a complete on digital online uh, web or uh Guide all, to all yep. campgrounds and all things RVing. Michigan RV and campgrounds.org. Yeah. Very good. Thank you, Bill. Bill Sheffer, I appreciate you uh, coming to this uh, wonderful place, the Summit Room at Mission Point Resort. Sure to appreciate them hosting us for today's program. But we are out of time. So guess what, folks? I'm going to go wandering about, uh, around uh, Mackinac Island. So we'll talk to you next week right here on Travel Michigan where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.